Queenie, to tell you the truth, <laughs> I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I did not realize the sacrifice that she had to make for me until I became a mother myself. So it, it has brought me a lot of gratitude for my own mom. Welcome to another episode of Mind Your Space. Today we have someone special. Introducing JJ, also known as Jeriana. Uh, <laughs> hi, Queen. It's nice to be here. Um, thank you for inviting me. Oh my goodness. I was so excited when you said yes. <laughs> because the opportunity, man. I know, right? I mean, motherhood. <laughs> it's real. And real. how Let's just dive right into it. How has motherhood been for you, Jerrianne? The first thing I got to say is I started to appreciate so much more what my own mom has done for me. Like, I did not realize the sacrifice that she had to make for me until I became a mother myself. So it it has brought me a lot of gratitude for my own mom. Secondly, I think it's made me more compassionate towards other women who are probably suffering in silence um, just in order to put forward a brave face and, you know, put forward that strength to just move on um, through their day. Um, but it's a learning experience. I feel inadequate, but I feel blessed at the same time, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes, that makes total sense. I completely understand. And I glad that you brought it up because I have never tell anyone this, but I don't have perfect parents. And sometimes I wonder if I can remember like what is like for for like my 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 parents because it's it my mom had eight kids so I'm just trying to wrap around my head like how did she do this <laughs> like how did she manage to stay sane and I, I just I just love her so much more and my dad so much more despite what like what we went through in the past like you know like you don't like your parents because they're this 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 but when you become one then you realize you appreciate them so much more mm -hmm. and when i look up baby boy i'm like if my parents feel this kind of love for me mm -hmm. like i don't care what they did in the past to me <laughs> if they felt like this oh my goodness it i love them so much more now like i didn't thought that was possible yeah. I mean, I had the the great blessing of having my mom here as I was preparing to give birth to my daughter. And what an experience that was. Man, it shook me to the core. But anyway, after I gave birth and my in-laws were able to pick up my mom so she could come to the hospital and see me for the first time, I was experiencing birthquakes. And I don't know if you went through those, but it's like that violent shaking that you could have. Um, and I almost bit my tongue off because I was shaking so bad after giving birth. And I couldn't stop it. There's nothing that I could do to stop it. And I shook probably for 24 hours. I had those birthquakes. 
So in trying to talk, I nearly took my tongue off multiple times. But anyway, I remember when my mom walked into that room, Queenie, and, um, you know, my in-laws said hi to me, greeted me, you know, all those beautiful things. But then they went to meet their granddaughter, right, as people do. But then my mother stood by my side and I was like, you know, mommy, aren't you going to go see your granddaughter? You know, because I'm shaking. I'm like, right. go see your granddaughter. And she's like, let me take my comfort. Standing beside you, making sure you're okay is my comfort. And in that moment, I realized, yeah, I'm having my own baby right now. I'm a mother myself, but I'll always be my mother's baby. So her first priority was me in that moment. And I tell you, I've never felt so special in my life. Oh my goodness. You know? And I could see the fact that I can see your mom doing it. Oh my goodness. I can see her doing it right now. So it's like, oh my goodness. Yeah. That experience, I one, I had a C section. Mm. So I don't know. I've never heard anyone talk about um what Birth you mentioned just now. What do you call it? Birthquakes. Can you, explain a, can you explain a little bit about it? Um, so, unfortunately, I didn't get a lot of the scientific explanations. Mm-hmm. But I can only assume that with the combination of hormones and the stress that your body went through during mm-hmm. labor, it just caused your body to just freak out. And it's almost like every cell in your body is spasming. That's the only way I can describe it. I mean shaking from head to foot oh my goodness and no matter what i did you know it's like i didn't have any control over my body i think that is so frightening yeah how did you feel in that moment queenie to tell you the truth (laughs) i thought i was gonna die (laughs) and i and i mean literally i thought all right, I made it through this experience. First of all, throughout labor, I was telling my husband, I don't know if I can do this. And honestly, the day, because I had such a rough pregnancy and I knew that many women had succumbed um, to this whole experience before, I was like, man, it could happen to me because I had so many complications personally. The baby was always fine. But for me, my health was... um, shaky and I remember saying to my husband I don't know if I'm gonna make it and trying to prepare him for that and trying to give him like my wishes like oh do this for baby girl don't blame her you know she couldn't choose this this is not her fault um let my mom support you you know get help you know make sure she's happy make sure she's safe And after getting through the actual labor, (laughs) um, and then the quake started, I thought, oh, I survived labor, but then the birthquake started. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. Maybe this is it. Maybe I'm going, but it was nice to meet her. It was nice to see her with family around her. (laughs) And so I literally thought I was going to go. Truly. And so much of us, have that feeling of mm-hmm. us dying while we're giving birth. And it's so traumatizing. People don't realize how much we give. And I can't believe my parents did this. 
my mom did this over and over and over again. And when I tell people, first of all, I'm so sorry that you had to experience this. I don't, I don't want anyone to experience like the worst part of pregnancy. But the reality is it's different for everyone. And no one prepares you for it. Yeah. No one tells you about how, because I've seen people back home pregnant, but I just never knew what they're going through. Yes. And a lot of teenagers, you know, we have a lot of teenage pregnant. And just imagine they have to go through this on their own most of the time. And not being mentally prepared not having the emotional maturity to do those things. They're not women. They're still children. Exactly. You know? In my science class in, in college, they said that the human mind doesn't fully mature until the age of 25. Right? right. So young girls who are having babies at 15, 13, right? They have 10 to 12 more years before they even hit maturity. And I had my baby at 26 years old, right? And it was so hard for me. I can't imagine what it's like for them being scared out of their minds. Oh my goodness. I think when I go through this, I look back at um, my cousins who give birth as teenagers, you know, like they were like 17, a little bit older, but still wasn't prepared. And you know, back home, they're in it alone mm-hmm. most of the time. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, how did they do this? Because I tell anyone that just like your experience, I I thought that was it. I thought, like I tell people, I faced that. I literally faced that. And people was like, I don't know what you mean. And I don't know how to describe it. And I trying to prepare people for it. Like you can never prepare someone for it, but just sharing our experiences, making them know that this, this happened. Yeah. This is real. Like when, when I hear you, cause I didn't know you had a difficult pregnancy. I had no idea you had a difficult pregnancy. And so, and then giving birth was very difficult as well. And I'm like, when does this stop? <laughs> when when does it stop? And so I I I am so grateful I have a supportive husband throughout this process and like you said you had your husband and your mom was there which was a complete blessing which sometimes I wish I had but my mom passed and I I I like how do I what's it word? I just wish she was here yes like in that moment I just wish she was here you know it's it, it speaks to how important your mother is in your life to any human being because in that moment, I love my husband. He was there. He was supporting me, but I'm pretty sure at least once I called for my mom. You know, she wasn't in the room. She was, she was on the phone the whole time, but I begged for my mom in my scariest moments in life. I call for my mother. You know, so I understand what you're saying. You're always going to want your mama. 
Yeah. And I know some people do have really negative experience with their parents. I have come across a lot that their mothers is not in their life because of past experiences. And I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. Some of our parents didn't turn out the way or didn't turn out the way we hope they would turn out and treat us that way. Um, but despite what with my mom, I love my mom. You know what I'm saying? And I wish everyone could experience their mom. <laughs> you know, it's sad when someone say, when I, um, I'm talking to a lot of people, a lot of mothers, first time mom, mm-hmm. who do not want their parents in their life mm-hmm. for, from past experiences because of uh, dysfunction and stuff in the family. Mm-hmm. And it hurts. Mm-hmm. Because all I want is my parents in my life. Mm-hmm. It, it's sad to know that I don't know what they went through right. and I hope whatever they went through that they overcome it because okay. there's a lot of trauma in our past right yeah. yeah and so I oh my goodness every time I think about my given birth I just go back into that I'm gonna die mm-hmm. like Mm-hmm. I'm gonna die <laughs> and I know it's so like I'm laughing but I'm I, like I'm serious mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Queen I as you talk about like wanting your mom and just connecting with her as you go through this very rough experience it just brought me to think of how hard it was for my mom to set herself aside to make the sacrifices she did. Because as you talk about people not having great relationships with their parents because of things that happened in the past, as a mother now, I realize the strength and the courage that it takes to set your feelings aside to show up for your child. Oh boy. I realize how selfless you really have to be. Becoming a mother, Queenie, I can now say that I know God. (laughs) Yes. I know what he must feel for us. I know what our Heavenly Mother and our Heavenly Father must feel for us. Becoming a mother now. How how it feels to want the best for someone. Want to fix all of their problems. But knowing that there are some things that you just can't fix for them. You know? And knowing what it feels to to just be drained, just thinking about my mom, Suzette Michelle Ferguson, just thinking about how drained I am some days, trying to be happy for my baby. And you know that your baby feels your emotions. Yes. Feel and sense the tension coming from you and just trying to be happy for her, right? In the moment to gather that emotional courage to smile and to be happy so that she can feel as though everything is okay. I respect my mother so much more. My mother was a single mother, right? Unlike us who had supportive husbands to go through this experience, she had no one, no family, no husband, and she had to muster up that courage to try to give me a happy childhood. And I'm like, man, my mom had to do this for me, right? I was telling my husband how in the days that I'm stressed and, you know, I'm feeding her, I I breastfeed um, as well as butterfeed, you know, but 
sometimes she'll look up in my face to see if everything's good and it, she looks a little concerned and that no matter what's going on i have to find a smile to give her and then she's like oh okay everything's okay she goes back to eating you know and i'm like the strength that that takes it takes like, understand some women though we might look down on some women who we feel like failed as mothers mm -hmm. you know? But when you're in the position and you know that every day it feels like you have to choose between your baby and yourself, you know, yeah. and how hard it is to deny yourself every time you understand, understand why some women choose themselves. Yeah. Hard road. It's so hard. And um, sometimes I don't want to say they don't have a choice. Is it okay? Let me explain this. A lot of times, especially within these uh, single parent home, a lot of the times it's not that they choose themselves. They literally choose um, provide providing for the baby. So they have to go out and they have to work and they have to do all of this. And they think in their mind that they're doing the right thing because they didn't have the stuff that they want to provide for them, ch their, their children, right? Or their child. So they go out and they work all these hours just to provide but these kids grew up thinking that their parents Are don't want them. Right. Exactly. Their parents, they don't care, basically, because they're never there. Mm -hmm. And then so they, they grew apart. Mm -hmm. And now it's so hard because the mother is saying, or oh, the parents are saying, I have done so much for you. Right. I have sacrificed so much for you. But all they're seeing is, you was never here for me. Mm -hmm. And you see? And I, I've seen it and I've explained it to individuals that this is what the child is seeing despite your efforts. Yes. It's, it's sad. Now what I can say is just build that relationship. Try to build back that relationship because he lost all the years already mm -hmm. that you think you was providing, but you wasn't there. Yeah. And so I didn't want it to be a mom that just was never there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I yes. want to be there for my child. I want to see him grow. I, I really, that is my biggest fear. My biggest fear is leave, like dying and leaving him. Mm -hmm. Like, I've never felt so much fear when I think about it. I'm like, okay, if, Lord, I, 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 I'm trying to reason with you, I just want to see him grow up. Yes. Like, yeah. I just want to see him grow up. Like, mm -hmm. I, I just fear so much to leave him i just wanted to put it out there it is completely normal and i know we have a as mothers our mind is like going like 24 7 and all these different things just popping up but if this happened what if that happened the anxiety oh my goodness it's there and so that brings me to i oh wait how much months postpartum are you uh, let me think today is september something early September, right? Like maybe it's yes. the fifth. Yeah, right. fifth. Yeah. Okay. So that means I'm about two and a half months. Two and a half months. Two and a half months? Mm -hmm. For real? Yeah. Oh wow. You That's look fun. great by the way. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I try a thing, you know? I try to pretend to feel great. Yes. I know you look 
let me just say you look amazing. So you put it out there two and a half months. I can't tell you why I was in two and a half months. I, I didn't want it to see anybody. I was a hot mess. I was still recovering from my C-section. Mm-hmm. And it took me a very long time to recover from that. Up to this day, I still feel pain. Oh, yeah. And I've heard people say that it's like something that go on with you. And I'm like, okay. And so I just want to know, because you said that your your pregnancy was difficult. Right. You had a difficult pregnancy, especially with your health, right? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of, I, and also giving birth was very traumatic for you as well. Right. So I want to know what advice you have for new moms who are watching or soon to be moms. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <sighs> Boy. I want, there. I feel like the first thing that women have to know, well, every experience is different. Very much so. Every experience is different, but there are some things that we all have in common. We will undergo some kind of change. Mm-hmm. Expect change, be okay with change. Unfortunately, some people have a hard time letting go of the person that they used to be before pregnancy and before delivery but it's okay to change to evolve as you go into this new phase of life and the truth is change is not comfortable it is not comfortable it's painful a lot of the times right but without that pain without some of that stress and that pressure, you don't know what in your life you really need to change. Let me let me be more specific. One of the things that I went through in my pregnancy that was the hardest for me, I felt like my, I lost my personality completely. I felt like my personality shut down. Like who I used to be, outgoing, you know, fun to be around, a social but- butterfly, that all of that caved in. I became very reclusive. I didn't want to talk to anybody. And when I'm in pain, I like I like to suffer in silence. I like a little room, a little dark corner. I want to stay there and just go blank, you know? So when I used to enjoy people's company, being around people, being able to eat what I like, all of those things changed. And I felt like a mere shell of myself. I have slightly the same face, have the same name, live in the same house, but who I was wasn't home, you know? Right. And I started to miss all the things I was able to do because I I had morning sickness right up until the very end. I mean, even after I delivered my baby, I was still throwing up, right? And... Food, smells, everything caused me to throw up, right? And I did not feel like myself. I felt like I was starving both emotionally and physically. And both of those things were true. Now, my advice is to be comfortable with telling the people you love the truth. Hey, guys, I know that 
we were supposed to do this and this together. But today I'm not feeling very happy. I'm not feeling very sociable. Forgive me. Know that my love is still with you, but I cannot show up for you in this moment. Today I need to be alone. And that is okay, right? Because your brain, your mind, your emotions, your physical body, your spirit, everything is preparing for that new baby. Right. Every, all your energy has been diverted to creating this human being. And so you may not have energy to be yourself, much less to show up for other people. So be okay with telling people the truth. I can't show up for you. A lot of us used to be the confidants and the safe place and the advice giver or emotional support person for a lot of other people. But once we get into that pregnancy and get into those trials, we can't be that for other people anymore. And some people don't understand. And I hope that you as a new mother talking to those who are expecting, you have people in your life that will understand that it's okay for you not to do what you used to do. Right. I guess that's my biggest advice. Tell the truth and forgive yourself. That is, it is hard. Especially for individuals who are not open like some others. And I that is what got me through pregnancy. Just like you, Jerrianne, I was sick the entire, my entire pregnancy. And you know, I don't have any weight to lose. Oh, <laughs> I lost, I wasn't eating, I probably eat like a slice of bread a day, if so much. Oh my goodness. I was in and out. I was in the hospital. I was on trips. It, it was a nightmare. I don't care what nobody's saying. It was very hard. Just having a hard pregnancy and then your birth, you feel like if your face that in the face. And then, I don't know if you experienced postpartum depression. I can't say yes and I can't say no. Okay. I can't say yes because I haven't been to a therapist about it or a doctor. Okay, 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 okay. But I can't say no because every day, it's a new emotion, a new hole that I'm in sometimes, you know, and it ebbs and flows. So I'd say yes. I'd say yes personally, but clinically, I can't say yes. Okay, I understand. Understood. Yeah. Understood. And yeah. I just want to know, because I know for some moms, they never experience it. Toodles to them. Mm -hmm. But for other moms, it just comes at you. For me, it was like on my four-month mark. That's the reason why I asked. So because for me, it was I was kind of like fine. I was struggling physically yeah. from, you know, having a C-section. But after I get over that phase, then the postpartum depression hit. Not just that alone, but anxiety. And I've never experienced anxiety. And all of that came like rushing. And so, oh my goodness, this, this, this was hard. I don't know. Motherhood is very difficult. <laughs> it is a journey. And I hated myself most of the time. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be honest with you. True. Just like you say, it was a, the change. I changed so much. I'm like, I don't know who I am anymore. Yep. 
Like I look in the mirror and I don't recognize the person looking back. Mm-hmm. I was like, my body changed 100 percent Yeah. And that was a big I'm not gonna lie. I ain't gonna butter it up. That was so hard for me. Seeing gravity just take control. Like that was scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and my emotions, I don't know how to explain it. I was very open with my husband and mm-hmm. open with my friends as well. And so I was just like you say, be open. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to get through my motherhood, pregnancy, motherhood without being open. Mm-hmm. And that really changed everything. When I was going through what I was going through, I would call up my friend on the phone. I would cry, mm-hmm. ball. Mm-hmm. In the car, on my way to work, because I had to. Mm-hmm. And I would stay in the car for like a half an hour. And she would talk to me and I would express everything I feel. And I had to do it. Because if that bottle up inside, I don't know what I would have done. Mm-hmm. And so I'm telling you, that's the reason why for this podcast, mind your space. Now, not everyone smile what you going to be a friend. So keep that in mind. Not everyone would understand what you're going through. Right. <laughs> and so you do have to be very selective of who you keep in your space. Mm-hmm. I don't care what nobody say. I don't care if you lose to talk to Tom, Dick, and Harry, whatever. Be very selective of who you have in your space when you're going through this. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm, like I said, I'm really happy for the persons I had him, I have. I had and I still have in my space right now. And I realized there is people that I couldn't, even though I love them, I couldn't talk to them about what I was going through because they don't understand. Right. Mm-hmm. They didn't, and, and they, instead of making me feel better, I felt worse. Mm-hmm. And that is when I realized I had to put an end to that. Like I would talk to them, but not about these things. You're right. And so I had to like, oh my goodness discover that okay <laughs> i can't do these things again and i really had to work on my mental health because that was something that was truly affected during um um basically pregnancy and giving birth and afterwards because it was affected throughout and i saw it the reason why it was affected you don't know this but i <laughs> so it started with when we started trying, um, end up losing baby. Um, I, I ended up, we, we had a miscarriage and from that, my mental health went down mm-hmm. and I didn't realize how bad it was until it was, I don't want to say it was too late, but I just didn't realize much because, you know, back home, we, you know, we, we didn't really talk about mental health that much. Mm-hmm. And I've took a lot of courses on it. I still didn't want to admit what I was going through. Yes. And then I didn't talk to anyone about it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize. I think everybody made like who I spoke to at that point in time. He was like, oh, well, look on the bright side. You can, you, you know, you can have a child now. And I'm like, what? Like, what? As if this child that you'll have now will replace the child that you lost. Yeah. And I'm like, why is everyone like this? And I feel like I'm like destroyed. I felt like a part of me was gone. 
and is gone. And as, it's not to blame them, it's society. Right. Because society make these, as, as women, there's a lot of things they look past. Right. Society look past and they expect right. us to just show up, mm-hmm. pretend like nothing ever happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm, how are you doing this? I'm here. I'm like, mentally, I can't. Like after losing our first child, it was just downhill from there. And and that will make me realize that no one, am I the only person feeling like this who lost a child? Because everybody else, it seemed to be normal. Oh, it's normal. And I hate the word normal. Yes, I understand it's common, but it's not normal. And there's a difference between the both of them. Don't act like me losing my child is normal. Yes, it's common. A lot of, we, we just had to go back to work the next week and everything was fine. And I'm like, this is not normal. Yeah. And so everything went downhill from there. And I didn't realize it at first. But after when I look back and I was able to reflect, and I was able to see, oh my goodness, okay, all of these things affected me and lead up to this. And that is when I realized I need to start talking to people. I need to start talking to people about this. Would I be my husband? Would I be my friend who understood what I was going through? I needed to speak up. Yeah. No, it, <laughs> like we're talking about when we refer to back home and we're talking about Caribbean culture, um, black culture, culture, um, the culture of people of color, you know, right. therapy, mental health issues, those things are heavily stigmatized. Very much so. You're not encouraged to talk about your feelings because if you complain that means that you're weak or it means that you're crazy Mm -hmm. right so what you want what we do is in order not to be judged by other people we suffer in silence we swallow things and we build a big red door in our mind where we just stuff all our problems behind and try never to open it again unfortunately for some people when that door opens it bursts and they're gone completely and i understand what you're saying i'm not had the experience of the miscarriage or anything like that but when i go through pains and people try to give me words of encouragement like oh this is only for a short time or um you're going to forget all of the trauma and you're going to be ready for this again. And it's kind of like they're invalidating the experience because queen, I am a very sentimental, I'm very sentimental and me trying to empathize with you and what you just shared. I'm thinking if it were me, I would think about, Oh my gosh, I never got to see that baby's face, smile, laugh, uh, name that baby, the dreams, the hopes that you have for that baby, that future that you start to imagine for this child, the preparations that you go through for this child to get nothing at the end of it, right? I can see how that would absolutely wreck me, right? I'm I'm a type of person that because I'm so sentimental, I'll get a cup from a place that I visited for the first time, and I mean a paper cup. Like I go on an airline and I have this paper cup for four years plus, right? And I don't want to throw it away. And that's how attached I am. And I can't imagine when it's not a paper cup and it's a child. So I'm really sorry 
sorry to hear that nobody deserves that at all um but we really do need a space and a place to talk about these things <sighs> no you are good you are good and thank you so much um just people don't talk about it they don't talk about it because you feel like a part of you is ripped from you mm-hmm. no one else gonna feel that mm-hmm. that part of you is ripped out and you're not gonna get back mm-hmm. and so that feeling I don't know how to describe that to anyone. And so I just want to be able to let people know that it's okay to feel the way you're feeling. Right. Don't try to suffer in silence because this person said you're supposed to be ready within six weeks. <laughs> you're supposed to be um, back out to work or whatever the case might be. No, that is not the case. You yeah. need to speak up. You need to talk about the struggles that you are facing. And I'm just really happy that we are doing this. So that to let other moms know that it's okay. Yes. You are not alone. Yes. We go through it. We went through it. Mm-hmm. And we hope to help you from the things that we learn because we went through it. Yes. And Queen, I can speak as someone who I'll say before my pregnancy, maybe starting to be a little bit now. I was what you consider a pushover sometimes, <laughs> a very, very tolerant person. And you're going to see how this makes sense. I was the type of person that no matter what anybody did or said to me, right, I'll swallow it. I'll brush it aside. I would be more likely to think about how you're doing in a situation and put my feelings aside, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, in some of my interactions with people, people realize that's how I was and they take advantage of it. Let me show you how my emotions change during pregnancy. You see, because I was used to bottling things up and saying it's okay if you're mean to me this day and you came back and smile with me the other day, I would forget what you did the day before and I'd just you know, be like, oh, she's happy and nice again. Fine, all is forgotten. But during the pregnancy, with all the emotions building up in me, right? Even the postpartum period, I became angry. I switched, and this is one of the changes, I switched from becoming that over easy person who took everything just like that, and I became angry. And I became explosively angry, right? I'm like, I just want somebody to take me off. Just just take me off. Just please, please do it. Just give me the opportunity because I have some stuff built up and I'm ready to let it go. So be the one, be the one to take me off, right? And what happened is that I cussed off some people, right? Because from my past of taking a lot of things and going through a lot of things emotionally and people expecting me to still be easygoing, all of that just boiled over and I cut some people off. But let me tell you this, as I'm starting my process of healing, I had to go back and apologize to some people. Okay. Let me, let me ask this. I have to ask this because <laughs> I know we have different, completely different personalities, right? Right. Um, and so how to ask this? Cause I yes. know, like I say, it felt bad, so you went back and apologized. Right. But 
do you want to be that person who took everything and no. just be like, it's okay? No, no, no. I don't ever, my baby is, is giving her father trouble now. I don't ever want to be that person again. But here is what, I, I was on two ends, two okay. different screens. One where I was too much of a pushover or a little too weak not quick to stand up for myself and the other one where I became explosive. Right. Oh, and neither of those things are good things. Right. What I want to be, what I'm developing is that I can be a person who can be assertive, mm -hmm. set boundaries for myself. Right. Talk about things when things go wrong, but talk about it in a reasonable fashion. Right without exploding or without just swallowing it and 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 suffering in silence right yes i'm coming baby right um and the reason why i can't go back to that person who was overly tolerant is because now i have a child i'm a mother and there's a reason why the term mama bear was created right you have someone who depends on you to be their voice, to be their protection, to be their safe place, to keep out the negatives of the world. And therefore you have to become a fighter for them. Right. But on the other end, you also have to know how to fight because not every battle is necessary or things don't need to escalate to a certain degree. You know? Yes. I want, I don't, I can't sit back and let people take certain steps with my child right. or ignore yes. certain things, you know, but at the same time, if I don't need to offend someone, I don't have to. Completely you know? understand. And that is why, why as you become a mother, you realize that your space, the space that you have around you is very important. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, I am not. You do this, you don't deserve the energy that I have because my energy is for my child. <laughs> and so anyone else who is like, this is how I see it. You not helping me with my salvation in any way. Right. I don't need you in my life. That is just where I'm at at this point. You are not serving any purpose. I don't need you here. And right. it might be harsh to some people, but the reality is I am minding my space. Mm-hmm. I am cultivating. I am becoming. And if you're not going to contribute to that, then you do not need to be in my space. True. And so I just want to let you all mothers already know, soon to be mothers, just be mindful of who you keep in your space. Also mm -hmm. remember that you are becoming. Just remember, change it's inevitable, right? right? It's it's okay. At first, it will be hard, but accept who who you're becoming. And it was hard for me at first, but then I'm like, you know what? Because society keep telling us we're supposed to be looking a certain way, we're supposed to be right. acting a certain way, and right. when we don't fit into those norms, then we think something is wrong with us. Right. Honey, nothing is wrong with you. Something is wrong with society, okay? <laughs> nothing is wrong with you. You are doing fine. You are doing okay. Just remember to continue. Remember to talk. Yes. Whatever you're feeling, please express it. 
yes. whether it be your partner or a friend who understand. And if you need to go and see someone, see someone. Exactly. Go ahead and see someone. Because mm -hmm. if you're not well, then your baby's not well. Exactly. They can exactly. feel it. They know. Yeah. But how and how are you going to show up for your child? Right? Yeah. You feel like, um, you know, that saying um, they give they give you a basket to carry water. They give you a basket to carry water. So you know how your baskets are are porous or them have a yes, lot of yes, 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 right? So you yes. can't catch water in the basket. Yes. That's, right? We say different home, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. a basket for carry water, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's like if you're if your soul is so damaged and dented, <laughs> and you can't even put two thoughts together. Mm -hmm. You know, your baby who is vulnerable, yeah. your baby who is defenseless, who depends on you for their emotional regulation, mm -hmm. their physical nutrition, their safety, that baby would definitely not be okay, like you said, because you'll miss signs. You'll miss signs. I remember some days where I'm just absolutely exhausted. And in that moment of being absolutely exhausted, I, I didn't even know how to take up my baby correctly, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, I'm, I'm just like, feeling around my my eyes half open just trying to like where where are you let me let me let me get you let me let me hold you and the strength that i needed in that moment to be mentally present right was not there and i realized when she started to make a funny sound and then she made a dramatic movement i realized in that moment i was making her uncomfortable in the way that i was trying to take her up you know? Right. And so physically in that moment, which is not one of my proudest moments, she was not very safe. She was not very secure because I was burning the candle at both ends. Right. Mm -hmm. So something as simple as taking up my child safely, I wasn't able to do it. And I think a lot of mothers get down on themselves because of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and <sighs> I know we're coming to the end, but I do want to say, especially moms who are experiencing even something that what Jerrianne is going through. And I have talked about it on my first episode where I remember I felt like, well, I need to put, I need, I needed to put down Jay because I felt like I would hurt him. Like, I just felt like there was too much emotions going on and I just didn't want the wrong one to emerge. And I thought something was wrong with me. But no. It's very much common with those thoughts. Of course, if it's going to the extreme, see someone because you can't you, 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 you can receive help for this. And so at that moment, I had to put him down. Mm -hmm. And I cried. Mm -hmm. I cried. I called my husband, but I was able to explain to him what was going through. Right. Studies show that when mothers who are experiencing these negative thoughts sometimes... It's, it's best if you talk about it because if you don't, it tends to occur even more. Yes. So when you talk about it, 
it eventually goes away. And if it don't, that is when you know, hey, I need to see someone. Yes. And so, but I want to make it known that it it's happened to all of us. Mm-hmm. And I don't want you to feel that you're a you're a bad mom because you either have some either um thoughts or different images because not just thoughts but images popping right. into your head. Right. And it's like, oh my goodness, what is going on? I am a bad person. Why am I feeling like this? Why am I imagining these things? Mm-hmm. You're not a bad person. It happens. It's just people don't talk about it because they feel really bad. Imagine I am telling someone, I had this image of me hitting my son. Wow. Someone would look at me like if I'm a bad person. Yeah. How could you hate a baby? You know, like, what? You want to hurt your child? Oh, my goodness. You're such a bad parent. Like, you can see how this can easily turn. And then so people who experience those things, they think something is wrong with them and they need to suppress those feelings and they don't know what to do with those feelings, actually. And so since becoming a mother, I feel it for mothers. My heart goes, my heart is like open, Uh especially for single mothers. I don't know how they do it. Like Uh Superman, Hulk, all of these superheroes have nothing on mothers. Uh (laughs) Like they have nothing. And no one is perfect yes no 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 one is perfect there's no book there's no manual for motherhood so don't think that oh i need to do this and i need to do that and i need to compare and to compare and to compare no yes be the best mom you can be amen and i would say queen it is better that you appear weak Mm. and your baby has help and you have support than you appear strong and you are struggling and your baby is not safe. Exactly. I have to say to my husband, I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not okay. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I've had a day where my baby has cried so much that my head hurt. Like physically, I started to get a headache, right? And I was not operating at the best level. And I know my husband's coming home from work. He's tired. It's been a long day. But when the more I talk to him, right? The less I actually have to talk to him. And let me explain what I mean. He's starting to realize now when I am overstimulated, Mm -hmm. under a lot of pressure, and he will come over and say, hey, can I have my baby? Can me and my baby go play? You know, whatever it is, can we, would you like me to take my turn with the baby? Would you like me to feed her? Would you like me to put her to bed? Would you like me to do whatever? Right? But that wouldn't have happened. And his level of awareness, I feel like sometimes some dads get a bad rap where it's like, oh, you're not supportive for your wife. Your wife has to do this all on her own. But honestly, if we allow them, if we give them the opportunity to show up, they will. If you do not talk to someone, they won't know what's going on. Right. right. If you feel something, say something. Exactly. So do something about it. They mm-hmm. won't always know because we have become so good at hiding these feelings that our loved ones don't actually know when to step in. So guess what happens? If I'm feeling bad, my face is going to look like this. And he's going to come because I'm not going to smile when I'm feeling bad because I need the support. Thank you. Amen. Amen for saying that. And I just, with mom's hair, they put on this smiling face and they're not okay. It's okay. You don't have to smile every minute. Stop it. 
like thought <laughs> I can see through that smile because I'm a mother too and I have done it but if I'm not when somebody asks me how are you listen today has been a hard day I instead of going pretend and be like oh my goodness it's fine no I am done with that life I am so done and like you say if you feel something say something and I, I have this conversation with my friends we don't allow the father to be present sometimes and it's us it's our fault as mom because we're so excited. oh they yes they can't do this he can't do this he can't let the man take the child and do this <laughs> figure it out allow exactly. we had to figure it out he can figure it out right right allow them to find their rhythm together because what's going to happen if you're not there one day exactly i had to discover that because at first i, I was i'm not gonna lie i was scared i was like but i don't trust my husband you know yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. but then i'm like no queenie if i have to go out one day what's gonna happen oh he can't make a bottle he can't change the pump. like he needs to learn just like how i learn just yeah. like how we we had to learn it Yes. We wasn't born like this, you know, like we had to learn this. And so we need to allow our husband to be present. Right. Because you know what happens though? We enter into a cycle of resentment that we started. Mm. We are controlling yes. when the baby is crying. And I realized that with myself, when the baby is crying, I, I want the baby to stop or I don't want my, my husband to feel overwhelmed. So I want to step in and take the baby and do this. And I'm like, no. Right. I can offer su suggestions sometimes or sometimes I'll just allow him to find out what works. And then his father intuition, believe it or not, that is a thing. Sometimes right. he comes up with things that I never thought about and they work or he's right. You know, I have to back off because when you're controlling, you step in all, all the time. What happens is the fathers also start to lose confidence in their abilities. They start mm -hmm. to lose confidence in their abilities and they start to think, oh, oh, you know, you're better at this. Here, Queenie, here's the baby. Hey, here, JJ, here's the baby, you know? And then you start to feel like, oh, look at him over there on his phone or he's talking to his friends or he's got to do that. And it's just me and the baby all the time. But when he's with the baby, you always try to take over. Right. And you start to be like, oh, I wish I could live your life. And I, I sometimes you feel like you hate them. Because you feel like you're not helping them, but mm -hmm. you know, it's 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 a lot. Because as a stay-at-home mom, mm -hmm. you I don't care. You will feel some kind of resentment. Yes, because they are out there communicating, socializing, and, and all you are doing exactly. All you is you you just talk. <laughs> but but the, and that's the next thing. As moms, there is moms who is okay with just being a mom. And if you're okay with just being a mom, kudos to you. Yes. I am not okay with just being a mom. Mm -hmm. Who are you, Queenie? Oh, I'm a mom. That is not me. Like, yes, I'm a mom, but I'm also other things. And so I want you to find your, basically find your voice. Right. Rediscover who you are. So don't just be like, okay, I'm just a Seattle mom and it's stressing you out because you're not doing anything. Some people, like for me, I was working. No, yeah. I'm not. Right. So it's like, Ooh, no money coming in, right. in my pocket. You know what I mean? Like all these different things affect me. So I'm like, okay, I need to do something that would help me. Yes. Come. And yes. so <laughs> I just want to let any mom out there know, 
it's okay. Yes, you're a mom, but you can be anything else. Right. And Queenie, I just want to say real fast that sometimes it's not even something big like going from working to being a stay-at-home mom. Sometimes it's something as simple as finding the time to paint your own nails, do oh. your own nails. You get me? The little yes. self-care things. Because honestly, I, I, I have everything at home to do my nails, right? But guess what I think about? If I don't do them super long, but if I do them, I'm thinking I'm going to scratch my baby, right? right? So I, I don't do that anymore. You know, even with my own fingernails, I keep them short because I don't like the thought that I might scratch her. Right. But what I found to do, I've taken up Korean dramas, watching oh, nice. shows on Netflix, you know, when she's asleep, asleep, just watching a show. That's that's what I do for me sometimes. And you have to do that. I just want to say you're not being selfish. Okay. <laughs> Self-care is not you being selfish. Just remember that. And self-care look different to everyone. And so whatever it is you decide to do for your self-care, just make sure and do it because that will prepare you to take care of your baby. And so I had to do that. Sometimes it means taking a shower because I know a lot of people within the first time, they're exhausted. Whole day passed without they taking a shower. Yes. It's real. And I know for me, I need to take a shower in the morning because I feel so much better. And sometimes I need to go in that shower and cry. <laughs> Let it all out. And then I just get a peace of mind. So there's different things that we need to do. So just keep in mind that you need to do whatever works best for you to be able to fix your mind. When I say fix your mind, to cultivate that mind because you're cultivating different skills that would help you within this mother within your motherhood journey yes. and i don't know just just enjoy the journey just think about for me i'm like we don't have long on the earth like we think about we have long on the earth but let me be honest we don't really have long we don't have long hair anymore because when i think about my age i'm like whoa <laughs> whoa like we don't have long and so for me i just want to enjoy every moment and so I want to create an environment, a peaceful environment mm -hmm. that would help me to become who I need to become and as a mother. Yeah. Letting go of judging yourself. Oh, my we goodness. Are our harshest critics. Yes. Sometimes the thoughts that we have, it's only in our heads. Mm -hmm. You would be more happy if you judge yourselves half as much as you normally do. Oh my goodness. I you can appreciate you can say that again because I remember I'm like looking at myself and asking myself, how can my husband love me? Like I had to ask, baby, you really love me? Mm -hmm. And my mom's like, why? Because what I see, I don't even say love me right now. So if I don't love me, then how can you love me? And so I was going through that this like back then this entire time. I was just trying to figure out like how can he love this? And that's why I was calling myself this. You know what I mean? And so I had to love myself again. Yes. And I had to find ways to do it. Would I be speaking good affirmations? You need to do whatever you need to do. And that was that was helpful to me, knowing that, hey, okay, my stomach a little big, but you know what? It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I have it's to tell okay. myself I'm beautiful at every stage 
because I kind of started to feel like I was getting uglier and uglier and uglier and I feel ugly on some days. And mm-hmm. then I, you know what? I still feel beautiful because have you ever had this experience? Well, with my weight issues, I feel like I've had this thing struggling with weight my whole life. And then I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm so fat at 14. Well, then I got to 17. I'm like, I wasn't fat. Then I'm fat now. And then I got to 20. I'm like, I wasn't a fat at 17. I'm fat now. And then you keep looking back and you're like, how did I think I was ugly or fat? Then now I am this. And it's like, no, if you learn to love yourself at every stage and know that you're beautiful in every stage, you won't have to look back with regret, with the time that you spent wasting just thinking about all these negative things. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. To love yourself at every stage. Man, I wish I knew that before. So moms out there, just remember, just like Jerry Ann said, love yourself at every stage. It will be so much easier after you give birth, especially after you give birth, you know, oh, you know what? This is my new body. Yes. I'm going to love myself. If you don't like what you see, then you can work on it, but you still love yourself. Exactly. And on that note, guys, thank you so much for joining us, Jerry. And really appreciate our conversation. Tune in for more, guys. Tune in to Mind Your Space. Remember to like and subscribe. And tune in next time for more another episode of Mind Your Space. <laughs>